Well, guys, welcome to church this uh, morning. Uh, just a couple of notices, and uh, then I'll get into the sermon. But uh, life groups start this week. So we have two life groups that meet on a Tuesday, one that meets on a Wednesday. They meet in the evenings. Um, it's an opportunity for us to get together, smaller groups, more intimate context, getting to know each other better, an opportunity to discuss uh, some of the things that we're going through with, with each other. It's kind of like where the community really is knitted together. So uh, they start up again. We've had a break over the, the kind of Christmas uh, holiday period and uh, they're starting up this week. And I really want to encourage you that to, number one, if you were part of a life group, go back, you know, um, probably enjoying some of, of the holiday weekly break. But... Um, Go back, and if you're not part of a life group, join one. It really is a, a wonderful way to, to be part of the community and get knitted in. Um, the second notice is, if you were here last week, you would have heard that we start a church fast tomorrow. Um, or you may have seen on social media. So tomorrow we start fasting. Wonderful. Some people are excited. Some people are like, What? I haven't fasted in a decade. It's not going to happen. Well, um, we do have a church fast, and I'm going to go through that. I'm actually going to preach a little bit on fasting to, to just to set a, that up for us. Um, but I, I really want to encourage you to join us as a church as we fast. We're going to have a couple meetings this week just to give us an opportunity to get together while we're fasting together to pray. So on Monday night, we're going to, do a pre-meeting on Zoom, um, so a little bit different kind of con way of doing things, um, but I, I'm sure post-COVID we've got a little bit used to doing meetings on Zoom, so we're going to meet together six o'clock tomorrow night on Zoom where we'll get uh, just to touch base on how we're doing and then pray together. Then Tuesday, Wednesday night, um, the, the way we saw it happening is one night in your life group, one night together with your family, uh, um, just connecting, praying uh, while we're fasting. And then Thursday night it will be the night that we break the fast, so it'll be from Monday to Thursday. Uh, Thursday night we'll be here, 6 p.m. Glenwood Prep, um, where we'll pray for for 45 minutes to an hour, we'll pray from six to seven. It's due to be load shedding, so it might get dark after that point. But we're gonna break bread and have some light kind of food for us to break the fast with um, on, on Thursday night. So those are, are the meetings, and really wanna encourage you to be part of that, to participate, to join, and um, even we, I know that some people won't be able to fast from food for, for medical reasons and things like that, but even if you can fast in one way or another, and we'll go through some of the ways that you can do that, um, but to join us as a church as we engage together with God in fasting and prayer. Is that okay? But I, I'll talk on fasting now and give us some practical things uh, at the end that can help us with this process. Um, but we haven't, I don't know when the last time Harbour City fasted. I can't imagine it was 
after COVID, Glenda, you might know, but probably before COVID, which means probably three, four years ago was the last time uh, we fasted together as as a church. So really good opportunity for us just to really be seeking God together um, for us as a community um, and uh, for yourselves. Is that okay? Can I pray? And then I'll talk on fasting. Lord, we just uh, invite you to be here this morning, even as we look at fasting and things in your word. Lord, I, I pray that you would uh, just open up our hearts and, and stir us, stir us to seek you. We know that fasting can be challenging, um, takes faith. Sometimes we go through really difficult moments when we do fast, but uh, Lord, I pray that you would stir faith within us to seek you in this way. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, every now and then I get stuck on the scroll of social media, Instagram, it like draws you in and gets you. And when you get stuck in the scroll, those adverts pop up and uh, inevitably there's gonna be one or two adverts that has some person on there that is like the fittest person you've ever seen. They've just like, being in the gym and they're like, you can look like me. And you're like, can I, really? <laughs> and, uh, and then there's always, they say that with like the latest fad of what the latest diet is. And probably one of the latest fads that's come out over the last year and a bit is intermittent fasting. Um, and so you're saying like, if you intermittent fast and then after 18 hours of not eating, go into your kitchen, and make this delicious vegetable and fruit bowl, you can look like me. And I'm like, yo, after 18 hours of not eating, I get into my car, drive to McDonald's, <laughs> hit a burger, there's no chance I'm walking into my kitchen after intermittent fasting and making myself a delicious bowl of vegetables. It's just, uh, it's not gonna happen. So needless to say, I don't look like them. It hasn't uh, worked for me and uh, I never got into intermittent fasting. But probably before the last few years, not many people thought much about fasting unless you've done it as a church or, or you know, you've been convicted to do it yourself. Fasting hasn't been something that's been very popular. Um, but intermittent fasting's come along and people are thinking about it more and the health benefits and all these different kind of benefits to fasting and stopping eating for periods and uh, how that can help clean out the toxins, etc., etc., etc. And uh, And then we say we're having a church fast and you're probably going like, what is that? Is, are we doing intermittent fasting? Uh, you know, does that mean we're only going to eat after dark or whatever kind of uh, version of of that, and uh, the answer is no. We are not doing a diet, so no part of this coming week is to try and help us look more lean, or to improve your gut health, or uh, anything like that. There's no adverts here trying to promote how you're going to look after this four-day fast. Um, but fasting which we want to look at is, uh, is something that we do see a, a lot in, in Scripture and something that's been practiced by people in the church through, throughout church history. And uh, so, so we want to 
look at that. I'm going to try and help us through looking at some of those, uh, what fasting isn't, what fasting is, uh, try and give us some practical thoughts around fasting and how we can do it and try and do it well. Um, and then at, uh, at the same time, just try and run us through some really practical things of how Where's Harbour City can fast together for, for this coming week. So what fasting isn't, fasting is not a diet program. Uh, that's not what it is. It's not, we don't do it to lose weight or detox, as I, I've said. It's not the latest fad. Um, fasting is not like a spiritual protest. We're not on a hunger strike. We're not protesting to God and saying, hey God, you know, like, Please accomplish this, otherwise I'm just not going to eat. Uh, Jesus says, says this in Matthew 6, that fasting is not a parade of our spirituality. So when we're fasting, it's not to show people how spiritual we are. You know? So please don't go around this week and be like, I'm fasting crushed it, you know, like it's, it's not a parade, please don't boast that you've done a 21 day fast before uh, or, or anything like that, it's, you know, fasting is not for us to parade our spirituality, it's not some form of, of hunger strike, it's not a, a, a diet uh, program, it's not even some like mystical means of obtaining spiritual power. Um, Colossians 2 says this, which I, I found a really good reminder when I think about things like fasting, is in Colossians 2 verse 20, it says, since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. What Paul is doing in Colossians is he's reminding people that fasting is not another work. It's not another work that we add to our kind of like religious routine. And if I do this, I'm going to, you know, pull the spiritual slot machine and get spiritual power out. What Paul is reminding us is that there is only one source of true transformation, and that's Christ himself. The gospel is our hope. So fasting is not this work that we add on to try and make ourselves better, um, but, you know, it, but there is a purpose which we will see. Fasting's not a work that we feel like we have to do to try and reach some sort of a level that Christ has already attained for us in the gospel. We don't fast from a need to try and be something. We fast from the place of being fully accepted, fully um, embraced by God. Fasting in the New Testament is not a command. Um, it's Jesus certainly implies that his people will fast, but there's no explicit command 
in the New Testament to fast at any particular moment, like a liturgical event, um, or to fast at any particular kind of interval. Jesus implies, though, that his people will fast. So in Matthew 6, when Jesus is going through uh, the Sermon on the Mount and he starts discussing kind of like the three big Christian practices, one which is giving, uh, one which is prayer, one which is fasting. Uh, No one doubts that people should give. No one doubts that we should pray. And then Jesus, as he gets to fasting, says to his disciples, when you fast, he's not commanding them to fast, but he's implying by saying when you fast that they're going to fast. Um, when, uh, When John's disciples come to Jesus because John's disciples were following the, the religious tradition of the time of a certain number of fasts that would happen at certain times of the year. And they come to Jesus because they're like, hey, Jesus, we're all fasting. The Pharisees are fasting. But look at your disciples. They're having a fat party here. Like we're hungry, we're ravenous, and you and the disciples are sitting around the table eating and drinking wine like this is a big jewel. And uh, so they come to Jesus and, and they ask him and they say, like, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And uh, many of the theologians believe that they would have fasted twice a week on a Monday, on a Wednesday and a Friday. So they were fasting really regularly and they were watching Jesus' disciples and never fasting. And Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them, the time will come when the, grab, when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. What is Jesus saying here at this point? He's saying, hey guys, how can you fast? How can you deny yourselves food? Fasting is in one sense an act of mourning. It's an act of, of, of longing. How can you be doing this when I am with you? You know, it's like at a wedding. Hey, you know, We're fasting on our wedding day. Like it's just an inappropriate um, response to the occasion. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, ah, the bridegroom am here with my disciples. While I'm here, they won't fast. Um, But he goes, he says, but when he is gone, we are living now in that era when he is gone, then they will fast. Fasting is, in one sense, it is the church's response to its longing for Jesus. The Spirit and the Bride say, come, it says in Revelations 22. And uh, the church's response to that longing for the return of Christ is that we fast. It is our display of our hunger and our desire for Christ to be present with his people. Zechariah 7 says this, should I mourn and fast in the fifth fifth month as I've done for so many years? This is uh, people asking the priests. And then the word of the Lord Almighty came to Zechariah and said, ask all the people of the land and the priests, when you fast and mourn in the fifth and seven months for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? 
But Zechariah is saying this, he is saying fasting, true fasting is for the Lord. It is for God. John Wesley says that when we fast, we do it solely centered on Christ and for his glory. When we fast, we're not, like I said, hunger striking, we're not dieting, we're not going on a program and thinking, hey, maybe I can tag a little bit of spiritualness onto my latest weight loss program. Like it's, it's none of, what we are doing is we are fasting for the Lord and the church does it because we long and we desire for Christ to be with us. As John Piper says, fasting is God's people hungering after Him. We hunger for the Lord and fasting is one of the ways that we do it. Fasting is for God. It is to God. It is His people seeking God above all else. It is, as one person says, practiced hungering for God. The deliberate practice of the church to seek God. Uh, as John Piper says, our hunger pains and fasting remind us of our true hunger pains for Christ. Fasting is the church seeking God. And fasting is us reminding ourselves that some of the dominant desires that we have, like needing food, uh, are subservient to our true need, which is Christ himself. Jesus said this in Matthew 4 when he was fasting and he fasted for 40 days. He says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Fasting is the reminding of ourselves that what we truly live on, what we truly need, what we truly desire above all else is Christ. Richard Foster says this, he says, what fasting does is our human cravings and desires, they are like rivers that tend to overflow their banks. Fasting helps keep them in their proper channels. What we do when we're fasting is we're longing for God and we're reminding our body that we're longing for God. Um, because, as uh, so often happens, the, your immediate desires just seem to be so dominant. Um, I've joked about this before when it comes to prayer. I don't know if you ever like this, but you wake up in the morning, you start praying, and what's the first thing you think about when you start praying? Food. You're like, maybe I should have breakfast. I'll pray better if I've got breakfast, you know? And that's what you think. And then you're like, go and have breakfast. And then you're like, oh, what about this? And then I have to do that. And then there's work. It's like so many needs try and distract us from what our true longing and our desire, where our true longing and desire should be, which is that man does not live on bread alone. We live on Christ, the Word of God. So what is fasting? Fasting 
for the most part, almost all the time when the Bible is talking about fasting, there are a few times when it, when it doesn't, but almost all the time fasting is giving up food for a set period of time with the purpose of prayer, seeking God. That's what we do when we fast. We give up food. Um, most uh, of the fasting in scriptures is seen as a complete fast, which is giving up food and drink except for water. Um, we know Moses and Elijah gave up water as well. Um, not recommended unless you've had an f- extreme word from the Lord because uh, you can't s- survive for generally much more than three to five days without water. So unless you've got like extreme word from the Lord, He's spoken to you clearly, don't do it. Moses and Elijah did it, not anyone else. Um, but uh, it's giving up food for a set period of time and in that period of time to seek the Lord. We saw that Daniel's done a fast and uh, uh, I know Rick Warren came out with a, a book about the Daniel fast. Daniel's fast was a fasting from luxuries in one sense. So Daniel committed himself to only eating vegetables and fruits, gave up meat, gave up alcohol, gave up all luxuries for a, a period of time. Um, we also see in 1 Corinthians 7 that married couples can give up sex for a period of, of time uh, by mutual consent for the purpose of seeking the Lord. We see in the church tradition of Lent giving up something specific for a set period of time, the purpose of seeking the Lord. Um, Dallas Willard says that part of what fasting is and what we do is we abstain deliberately from things that we need or desire to remind ourselves that what we really need and desire is Jesus. So fasting is deliberately giving up something that you need or desire with the intended purpose to seek God as your ultimate desire. For some people, fasting may look like giving up social media, giving up Netflix or your series, the internet, food, alcohol, coffee. Uh, For some people, may need to give up exercise for a period of time. Is that is that at the spot right there? <laughs> you like that one? Um, but it it is it is the deliberate abstinence of something that you need or desire for the purpose of seeking and glorifying Christ. Fasting reminds ourselves that when that thing comes up, demands for our attention, like social media does. Uh, you know, scientists have done those studies that when people give up, um, give up social media for a period of time, what happens is they get like phantom twitches in their, in their pockets. Don't know if you've ever noticed that, you've given up your phone for a period of time and you're like, it vibrated, it vibrated. Nope, nothing, nothing. And it's, it's like those those phantom twitches, those little desires, those little things are reminders to ourselves that when we think we need social media, what we really need is God. 
When we think we need to watch that series, what we really need is God. When we think we need coffee because that headache has started thumping and we're starting to be really ratty and everyone is noticing, what it's reminding ourselves is that what we really need is God. When we think we need alcohol to calm down from the day, when we think we need exercise to resolve some of our issues, when we think we need dot, 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 what happens is fasting helps to remind ourselves when we give up those things that what we really need, what we really need, where our hunger and our desire should really be is God himself. Uh, C.S. Lewis has this wonderful quote in an essay that he wrote called The Weight of Glory, uh, where he's talking about our desires for God. And he says, most of us think this, that our desires for God are too strong. Maybe we're gonna look too strange. But he says, probably what God sees us is that our desires for Him are too weak. What happens is that fasting reminds ourselves actually how dominant our natural desires are and how weak our spiritual desires often are. And it trains ourselves day after day as we fast to remind ourselves that what we really need Christ. That is the purpose. And as we fast as a church, that is part of what we are doing.
everything that you need. I want to encourage